heaven is something that I think a lot of Christians have a perception of that isn't rooted in the scriptures. You know, I think a lot of us have this idea, and I had it too, that heaven is a place that when you die, you know, you kind of get your wings. Uh, You get your harp that you've never known how to play before, but now all of a sudden you're a rock star on the harp, and you sit on a cloud, and you kind of float off into eternity. This is the Friends of Israel Today. I'm Steve Conover, and with me is Chris Katolka. As the year comes to a close, we've been sharing with you an opportunity to impact lives through this radio program. First, we're asking that you tell others about the teaching you hear through the Friends of Israel today. If it's been a blessing to you, share that with your friends and help multiply this ministry. Second, prayerfully consider a gift so we can continue to bring these truths to you and others as well. Steve, we're in our final month here, our final push to raise $10,000 to meet our financial goals for the year end. And really, we want to thank those that have already contributed. Your gift will help us reach people around the globe with our message of truth to bless the Jewish people. If the Lord leads you and you believe Christians need to hear the truth about Israel and the Jewish people, help us reach our goal of $10,000 before the end of 2019. Any amount will be a blessing to our program. And thank you for supporting the Friends of Israel today. To give to the Friends of Israel today, simply go to foiradio.org. That's FOI is in Friends of Israel Radio. You can call our listener line at 888-343-6940. Again, that's 888-343-6940. Or you can write to us at FOI Radio, P.O. Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. One more time, that's FOI Radio, P.O. Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Now, listen, we're switching things up a little bit here. Uh, Today, actually, Steve's going to be asking me the questions. We're we're looking at our most recent issue of Israel My Glory here. This is our IMG, Israel My Glory, in-depth episode, and it's all about heaven. And so today, Steve's going to be asking me some questions about an article that I wrote in our most recent issue But first, let's take a look at the news. MasterCard announced its MasterCard Index of Women Entrepreneurs, which highlights the markets where women entrepreneurs are most likely to thrive. According to data from international organizations that include the International Labor Organization, UNESCO, and the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor, Israel ranked number four in the world for providing a market environment for women entrepreneurs to succeed. They were only edged out by the United States, New Zealand, and Canada. The polling was huge. 80% of the world markets were looked at according to the data. And of the 80% of the world markets, the economic markets, Israel is number four, which is amazing. But I, I want to look at it from this angle. The MasterCard, the credit card company, does a better job of telling the truth about Israel than the United Nations, who in 2019 has given Israel 16 human rights violations, the most of any, of, of any other country. Meanwhile, Iran, Syria, Russia, and North Korea each only have one violation. Israel is a true testament to women power in the Middle East and really throughout the entire world.
Chris, you wrote a terrific article for our magazine recently, so I'm excited to turn the tables on you a bit and ask you some questions. Our latest issue of Israel My Glory magazine is all about heaven. Heaven is such an important part of a Christian's faith, but you seem to indicate that most people have a distorted perception of heaven. Why do you think that is? You know, heaven is something that I think a lot of Christians have a perception of that isn't rooted in in the scriptures. You know, I think a lot of us have this idea, and I had it too, uh, that heaven is a place that when you die, you know, you kind of get your wings, you get your halo, uh, you get your harp that you've never known how to play before, but now all of a sudden you're a rock star on the harp, and you sit on a cloud, and you kind of float off into eternity. And really, there couldn't be anything further from the truth. And that's why I think this is such an important issue that we're talking about here when it comes to heaven in our most recent issue of Israel, my glory, because I I think the perception's all wrong. I I actually think by the end of this episode, there's going to be a lot of people going, I never thought about heaven in this way Uh, because heaven isn't just about floating away. It's actually uh, much greater than that. And, And it's, it's, it's giving us the idea of how we look at the scriptures to understand what heaven really is. Yeah, I face that distorted view, but how do you think this misunderstanding of heaven crept into the church? It's actually quite fascinating. You actually have to go back to a period prior to Jesus, and it actually comes from a Greek philosophy called Platonic philosophy, which looked at the philosophy of of Plato. And, and really, Plato plays an amazing role in how we understand heaven. Because see, Plato... He had this view that there was a better place to go to, that what you see on earth is technically corrupt. Um, the, the flesh is corrupt. The seats that you're sitting on in some way are corrupt. And so Plato has this theory that everything's kind of falling apart on earth, and that's bad, okay? But that there is this place, this distant place, doesn't know where it is. It's called the theory of forms that Plato has where there is the perfect chair, where there is the perfect elements of earth that that define what the things that we see on earth are. That's why it's called, it's sometimes called the theory of ideas or the theory or ideals or forms. And so Plato's idea here, his, his philosophy creeps into early Christianity because here's the thing that's interesting. Plato actually believed that the flesh was bad and corrupt and the soul was good. And by doing that, he is segmenting the flesh, our bodies, from our souls. The flesh, the body bad, the soul good. And that's really going to make up a lot of what Plato's ideas are. And that gets moved into early Christianity. And there were early Christians that really had adopted Plato's theory of Greek philosophy into early Christian philosophy. But I don't think it's right. If Plato's view of heaven is wrong, then what can we know about heaven from the Bible? Well, that's the big thing. So do we have a Greek philosophy of heaven or do we have a Jewish philosophy of heaven, a Jewish understanding of heaven? These are competing worldviews because, see, when when Plato is talking about uh, this theory of forms, there's a distant place somewhere far away where things are better. The soul is good. There's a perfect place where, at a realm that's distant from this earth that's falling apart. That sounds like a lot of Christian views of heaven. But see, the Jewish view of heaven is completely different. 
you know, the flesh in Jewish theology, the flesh in Jewish understanding is actually good. You know, when God created heaven and earth and all the animals and mankind, he didn't look at it and go, eh, it's all right. He looked at when he created Adam and Eve, he looked at it and said, this is good. This is very good. And here's the difference between really what Plato's theory is and what the Bible, I believe, teaches is that the body and the soul are not divided. They're actually meant to be incorporated into one that when God made Adam, he formed him out of the dust of the earth and then he breathed his life into him, giving that body life. You you need that the breath of God in you, the soul aspect, they are intertwined into one another. And so really the difference, the the understanding of heaven has more to do with your body and your soul becoming what God intended it to be from the very beginning. One of the quotes I have from the article is that if you want to see what heaven is really supposed to look like, the, the clearest picture of heaven is, is in the garden of Eden. When God is walking with Adam and Eve Uh, He's not walking with Adam and Eve in in this, you know, Adam and Eve aren't these spirits that are walking around. They are humans with with a soul and God valued both of them. So really, I think the, the, the issue is looking at it either from a Greek philosophy, which I think is wrong, or a Jewish philosophy, which I think is actually more biblical. Chris, this is incredibly helpful and insightful. Uh, We'll take a quick break and turn our conversation to heaven in light of prophecy and Christ's return. Today, we've been talking about heaven from our current issue of Israel, My Glory magazine. Uh, Another great resource we offer is Mark Hitchcock's book, Heavenly Rewards. When we think about heaven, the good news is salvation cannot be earned. It's already yours in Christ Jesus. And sure, heaven is about spending eternity with God, being with him. But how does your faithfulness to God today determine the rewards you receive in heaven? Hitchcock's book, Heavenly Rewards, will uncover fascinating truths about how the life you live today determines your life in eternity. To purchase your copy of Heavenly Rewards, visit us at foiradio.org. That's foiradio.org. We'll have a link on our homepage. Or you can call our listener line at 888-343-6940, and someone will return your call during our regular business hours. Again, that's 888-343-6940. To order in Canada, call 888-664-2584. Again, for Canada, that's Chris, we've been talking about and comparing the Greek and Jewish views of heaven. So I'll ask you this. What's going to happen in the future at Christ's return? This is the the crux part. Remember, we talked about the idea that in, in Jewish philosophy and Jewish understanding, especially from the scriptures, is that heaven isn't this distant place that you go to where you float on a cloud. That's actually very related to Greek philosophy, but that... Jewish philosophy actually values the body. It values the soul uniquely knit together. I actually believe that as believers, our hope 
in heaven is actually our resurrection. That there's a day coming when a believer will come out of the grave and, and will see God face to face. You weren't meant to see God just in, 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 in a spirit form. You were meant to exist and worship God in flesh as he created Adam and Eve. And so I believe resurrection is the thing that actually defines us. I just, can I just read for you really quick, you know, a very uh, popular passage that I'm sure we all know, John 3, 16, for this is the way God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You know, the question there is what is eternal life? I actually think Jesus is pulling from Daniel chapter 12 in the very beginning there in, in verses one and two. And in verse two, Daniel says this, many of those who sleep, that's those who are dead, many of those who sleep in the dusty ground will awake. That's resurrection. The, the body that's dead in the ground will awake and come back alive. Some to everlasting life, that's eternal life, and some to shame and everlasting abhorrence. So this idea of Everybody resurrects. This is what the hope is. This is what heaven is, that one day we will come bursting out of the grave. Uh, for, the, for the believers in Christ, this happens at the, at the rapture of the church. But there's going to be several resurrections that take place. Ultimately, everybody stands before God resurrected. Everyone is judged in their flesh. Uh, but that's the ultimate goal, is that heaven is when God Think about this. God comes down to earth. The new Jerusalem comes down to earth. When Jesus Christ comes at his second coming, he comes down to earth and we are with him. And heaven isn't this place that you go to far, far away. It's actually, I believe, going to be right here on earth as everything is redeemed and resurrected. Read Romans chapter eight. Even creation is waiting for this moment. Uh, the longing for resurrection to take place, new life. Uh, I believe that's right here on earth when we will walk with God face to face. And so for Christ's second coming, I believe we'll be with him in flesh as he comes and he reigns on earth. We'll be in our resurrected bodies. This is in, in many ways heaven. Uh, in modern Hebrew, if you ask somebody, are you going to heaven? In modern Hebrew, heaven is Gan Eden, which is the Garden of Eden. So if you ask somebody in modern Hebrew, are you going to heaven? You're actually asking them, are you going to the Garden of Eden, which is the idea of God's presence with man on earth, on his creation. Chris, before we move on, something that's probably on many of our listeners' hearts, certainly on mine. What about those that have gone before us, those Christians that have already passed? Yeah, you know, we're talking about this idea of heaven being, you know, God on earth with us, our resurrected bodies. That's the hope, you know, Jesus being the first fruits of the resurrection. That means that we're all anticipating to be resurrected. That's what that means. Uh, but what about those people that have died? And are they in heaven? Is that called heaven? Yes, to be absent. The Apostle Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But here, let me make this little caveat here. That's not the, that's not heaven forever. That's just a waiting period. Your, your loved ones 
are in the presence of the Lord right now. But that's not the end goal. The end goal, according to the scriptures, is that one day your loved ones and you will see each other face to face as you saw each other before. That when you hug your loved one, you're not going to be running through them like spirits. You will see them as they were. You will hug them. You will feel them. You will touch them just as you did uh, in the past. And so, yes, absent from the body, present with the Lord right now. But the hope, the anticipation of a Christian is that one day we will come bursting out of the grave. Israel, on the verge of becoming a state, a teenage Holocaust survivor arrives on her shores alone. His name is Svi Kalisher. Little did he know his search for a new life in the Holy Land would lead him to the Messiah. Svi, enthusiastic to share his faith, engaged others in spiritual conversations, many of which can be found in our magazine, Israel, My Glory. While Svi is now in the presence of his Savior, his collected writings from well over 50 years of ministry continue to encourage believers worldwide. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life of Svi. I recently noticed several posters announcing a famous rabbi would be speaking at our community center. He was scheduled to appear at 8 p.m., but he did not arrive until 9 p.m. More than 300 people were waiting to see their hero. When he finally came, everyone stood and cheered. He spoke about the fictitious stories passed down from generation to generation, nothing new. He concluded by saying the most important thing a Jew can do is study the writings of our fathers, which he stated is even more important than having faith in God. The people listened to him as if he had been sent from heaven. Although I knew the crowd would go against me if I spoke up, I silently prayed, asking the Lord to give me courage. And then I rose to my feet. I said to the rabbi, Please explain how knowledge can be more important than faith in God when the scriptures clearly tell us the just shall live by his faith. I continued. Do you have some kind of an insurance policy to get you into heaven? What about our father Abraham? He never went to a great university, but the scriptures say he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Was Abraham's faith in God of no value because he did not go to a great school and study all his life? The rabbi now was very unhappy because I had diverted everyone's attention away from him. 
Almost all were looking at me, waiting to hear what I would say next. The rabbi asked me to explain what I meant. The Lord reminded me of Hebrews 11. I shared all the things our forefathers experienced because of their faith in God. I told them, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, but without faith it is impossible to please him. The rabbi was growing nervous. He said, the posters advertise my speech. You have no right to take the spotlight away from me. Everyone was quiet, even the bodyguards, who were listening to me instead of to him. I was surprised, but I knew it was the Lord's doing. The rabbi said, Explain how you arrived at your strange beliefs. I said, Wisdom is good, but wisdom without faith is useless. How can you point others to God if you do not consider faith as important as knowledge? I then asked the crowd, who is greater, the wisest professor who has no faith or a man who has spent his life in the desert but is faithful to the Lord? Most responded, the one from the desert. You're correct, I said. Isaiah 43 says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, Make straight to the desert a highway for our God. This voice did not come from Oxford University but from the Judean desert. The rabbi was now furious. He said, You have wasted my valuable time. I never want to see you at one of my meetings again. He then stomped off the stage. I was happy these people had listened to me with such interest and patience. I would never have believed such a thing could happen. But the Lord is able to do the impossible. I pray the small seed that was planted in that large group will grow into a great fruitful tree. remind our listeners to be sure to go to foiradio.org. If you're not a subscriber to our magazine, Israel My Glory, you can get a one-year free subscription by simply going to foiradio.org. And right there on our homepage, you'll find a link that will connect you to our one-year free subscriptions at six issues of Israel My Glory. And you'll get this issue, Heaven and How to Get There, our latest issue of Israel My Glory, our November December issue. Now, listen, we are, like I said earlier in the beginning of the, of the program, we are in our final month here, our final push for our $10,000 goal to meet our goal, to end our year. Um, so I want to remind our listeners to go to foiradio.org to help us really close the year confidently as we enter into 2020. 
Thanks, Chris. And thank you for joining us today on the program. You can call our listener line at 888-343-6940. Again, that's 888-343-6940. Again, visit our website at foiradio.org. That's foiradio.org. Write to us at FOI Radio PO Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Again, that's FOI Radio PO Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Call our Canada office at 888-664-2584. That's 888-664-2584 in Canada. And please let us know where you're listening when you call or write. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Gallion, co-written by Sarah Fern. Our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people.